Blog Talk Radio. That's right, welcome everybody to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want. A sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. You know what, Brian? Here's the worst part of this whole thing. I mute myself during the thing, during like the the, the audio opening of the show. Uh, you know what I hardly ever forget to do? What's that? Bring myself back. I hardly ever forget to bring myself back. You know, maybe twenty seconds, like five seconds before it's over. You know, like in Wayne's World, the five, uh-huh. four. I, I usually don't do it tonight. I did my mo- I I started my monologue off air. You could feel free to go so, if you want to read. Yeah, go ahead. So here we go. Welcome to what could what is the 2016 season, uh, What's Brewing in Football season finale. We know we weren't here with you the whole year. Shut up. Some <laughs> of us have jobs. We're not the typical bloggers who live in their mother's basement anymore. Uh, <laughs> not even married. Whoa. <laughs> it used to be. You can't make fun of us that bad. But, hey, it's all right. But, you know, hey, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> when you live yeah. in the state of New Jersey, living in your mother's basement as long as possible lets you save money. Yes, it does. And not the, 50, and not the 15, 15 <laughs> minutes or save on Geico. It's not even huge Geico. All right, so here we go, Brian. As Brian will let you know that I'm a Patriot Homer hunk, we're coming off the heels of what is the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history? One, it's it's tied for the greatest ever. Let's be honest. It's one. It's one. I think it's one A. You're going to say it's one B in playoff history. Go back it's to one. that great. <laughs> it, it, all right. So it's, wow. So it's one A. Mm-hmm. Um, and at points during the night. You know what I, I literally spent the last half hour doing? What's that? I literally spent the last half hour cutting up the radio broadcast. Um, thank you to our friends at YouTube for putting it out there, of the Patriots radio broadcast. And okay. not to be a complete not to be a complete homer honk, I did throw in a Julio Jones catch. So I'm not a complete homer hawk, but it, it's mostly Patriots. Why? <laughs> because I'm a Patriot fan. One, mm-hmm. two, <laughs> they, they won the fucking game. <laughs> How it goes. If Atlanta had won, I'd be playing Atlanta clips at, at points during the night. They didn't win. They sucked. They yeah, sucked I, at the I, end I'd of the be, game. I'd be handling that that part of it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh yeah, I got all I got all these great clips for the Falcons. <laughs> I had all these talking points ready to go. 
at 28-3. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, maybe I'd be doing the show solo. George is inconsolable. I'm like, you know, this, this could be good. Nope. You know, it's funny. At one point during the night, I went back and looked at this network. The over 1,000 shows we did. Do you know that I did a show post-Super Bowl forty six? Did you really? I didn't. I, I was here to answer the bell. I think I took a Pastor Pat phone call that night. It's fucking Patriots suck. Brady's fucking Brady's washed up. He should go away. Eli Manning is the second coming of Jesus fucking Christ. This is the shit I put up with that night. Well, guess what, fuckhead? He's not done. And I have the stats to prove it. Um, but here's the way I look at the game. I texted Stephen Sheehan, who was on this show last week, and we were talking about it at halftime. And I could send mm-hmm. you the text to believe that, that you don't think I'm full of shit. I texted him. I believe you. At mm-hmm. 8. I, I, I want to do it for myself because I want to give you the exact time stamp that I did this. Okay. Um, of course, I have 9,000 other text messages from my, our girl, our buddy, uh, my buddy, Courtney Fallon from the NFL Network. Um, here you go. Ready? This is the time stamp. 2033. I texted him and said, Denver 2012 comeback. Remember that Denver Patriots Sunday night game in 2012? It was it 2013? Mm-hmm. It was one of those two. Do you remember that game? How New England I was do. never really out of that game. They just kept shooting themselves in the foot. And what did I say to you last week? New England's two bye weeks this year, which is why I said to you I think that line's at three. They don't start fast after the byes this year, which is weird for a Bill Belichick coach team. Because what did you hear all week? Even before the game. Oh, you give Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare for this team. <laughs> Patriots by a million. Mm-hmm. And I said this game had two ways of going. It was either going to be a blowout, which it was until, let's face it, <laughs> halfway through the third quarter. <laughs> which even if you look at it, it was 28-9 to nine going into the fourth. Right? It, it, it had yep. either way to go. And, and I looked at my wife, who, God bless her. You know, I have friends that call her St. Alicia because of the crap she puts up with, with me. But I looked at her and I said, if they get a three and out, well, they get off the field, you know, maybe six plays, maybe they get a quick first down, you know, and they get off the field early here. Okay. And you know what? Maybe they have a chance. But they have to score in the next possession. They didn't do that. <laughs> so it's still 21 to 3. They let Atlanta go down score. Now it's 28 to 3. And they had that next drive. And a part of me was watching that next drive where they scored and ultimately missed the extra point. And I remember being at the Patriots yet, 2010. Season 2000, you know, games in January of 2011, which, by the way, 
I was here to answer the bell that night, too. That one sucked because Jet fans were all over me. And I said, oh, here comes the drive to nowhere. This is the drive to nowhere. This is going to end. And now, mm-hmm. you know, but, I, but there was something in my what I was thinking. I said, oh, it's either the drive to nowhere or this is going to be the thing that starts this off. Mm. New England only scored, only not scored in one quarter of that game. Granted, they got a late field goal in the second quarter. So, but we'll get into that as we go on tonight. Anytime there is a great comeback, just because this is what we do, there's got to be a great choke. The Yankees in 2004 choked. Let's be fair, know, they, they did. They did. They choked mm-hmm. that series away. But mm-hmm. it, but but you know what? But but here's the great thing about chokes and and comebacks. Mm-hmm. It takes two to tango. Pause. I mean, you could whiz down your leg all you want. You could crack that door open, but you need the second part of it. To crash mm-hmm. through that that door. Do you know what? Do you know what games like this really illustrate to anybody listening out there who, I don't know if you have kids who play sports or whatever. This is why coaches never stop until the game's yes. over. Because this is why I you know, see. Yeah. Like, I think in local little league, I think having the um. I, see, I think in Little League, having a mercy rule is 100% fine. I think anything below, like, varsity high school, it's fine. After that, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. have a mercy rule. No, I agree. I mean, there comes a point you know, where, you know. Yeah. Like, I think if you're going to have a mercy rule in high school varsity, it really should yeah. be, like, 15. It should be, like, that's you know, like softball has a rule where it's, like, 30 after 3. I think high school varsity has to have, like, 30, 20 after 4. Because nobody's got that much pitching. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's me. Like I, it comes down to pitching with that stuff, and and, and you're not talking about a twenty-five man roster where you could throw, you know, Wade Boggs out there to hurl. Yeah, I agree. But in this case, it takes two to tango. I mean, New England could have just packed it up and said, "That ah, fuck this." And at one point, you almost looked at her and you're saying, oh, fuck this. You know how many plays Atlanta ran in the second half? What's that? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Sure. How many plays Atlanta ran in the second half? Oh, hold on. See, I thought the NFL.com was going to help me out here, so I have to, like, now actually work on this. Two... It was four because there was no play. They ran. At this point, I'm looking. Yeah, great that airtime. Ready? Are you, Brian, you ready for this? I'm ready. 12 
19. There are 26 plays in the fourth quarter, in the second half alone. There are 26 plays. 26 plays in the second half. Atlanta. Brady had 20. Yeah. Brady had 23 dropbacks in the second half, in the fourth quarter alone. Let's get into this, right? Because I, like I talked to you in our pre-show talk, and I told you I had some numbers for you, right? Didn't I? Yes. I told you. Why don't? Why doesn't Atlanta run the ball after the Julio Jones catch? You want to know why they didn't run it? You know how many times they rushed the ball in the second half? Eight. Yeah. Eight. Well, they were still averaging they ran the ball yards eight. per carry. Whoa, wait, wait a second, buddy. You ready to hear this number? Their average per carry was because of three carries. Here, this is I their know, carries. But what I'm saying, I, I understand. Of their but what I'm carries, saying is, yeah. Listen but, to this. But, of their 18 carries, Brian. Wait, here. Let me give you their second half carries, and I'll give you their yep, first half. Yep. Ready? They okay. Of their eight, minus three, nine, minus three, two, minus one, Zippo, eight, and one. That's their second half running. 13 I, yards rushing in the second half. I agree. It's a small sample size, number one. Number two, to me, in that situation, it's just yeah, lot. It takes time off the mean, clock. It takes time off the clock. It's just lot. You know, it, 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 to get an 11-point lead is all I'm thinking about at that moment. That's it. That That's me. And even at the time, I was like, when, it, when Atlanta got to that point, I got to be honest with you, then I thought it was over for you. Because I was like, okay, Atlanta's just going to play conservative here. Maybe, you know, just a quick thing, get a field goal, go up 11, and more than likely they're hosting the Lombardi Trophy. And the storyline is New England makes a valiant comeback but falls a little short. That's what I was thinking. But as soon as, yeah, yeah. As soon as is, he got is... sacked, as soon as Matt Ryan got yeah. sacked, I said that even before the holding, I said, oh, this game's over. I... All right, but – but let me tell you, now. Let me tell you this because I did watch the All Twenty Two film of this game. Devontae Freeman misses the block that led to the sack. Right? He did. If he doesn't, oh, no, mm-hmm. if he doesn't miss the block, Matt Ryan, who was—I mean, he was in the process of getting rid of the ball. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was—he did a great job of holding on to the ball because that could have been a big one, you know. <laughs> you could have you know, fucked that one up too. Um, he had Gabriel on a go route, and Gabriel walks into the end zone. Walks. True. I mean, that's true. This is a game of inches, and you know, I didn't see I, all I mean, twenty-two on it. That's so. the difference. I. That's the difference. That he had Gabriel gone. All he's got to do is hit him. That was it. That that was the game. If he. If the fu- yeah. if if Freeman picks up the block, the game's over because mm-hmm. now they've yep. hit a touchdown, another touchdown pass, even on yep. the strip sack from Hightower. True. He had somebody in a go route. You know what? Give 
here's the thing. I, I think this is the bigger part of this whole thing is what New England did defensively in the second half. I thought they played conservative throughout the entire first half. You know, the slants and in cuts, I mean, at Christ, I thought I was watching Peyton Manning. I think I really think Atlanta's defense had a great plan game. in the beginning of the game. I, I, I do think they they I gotta give them some good credit, especially in the first half. They did a they were fast, they they, they looked extremely fast. They were actually making Noah look slow to me, which I was like, ooh. I mean this I, I was yeah, I, kinda taking yeah. like they were swarming to the receivers. They were on it. They mm-hmm. were disrupting plays. Their corners made some nice plays. You know, even when Brady was hitting the spots, they just made Brady just uncomfortable enough. They were hitting them. And I'm thinking to myself, yep. man, this is exactly the way. If you were going to script the way for Atlanta to win the Super Bowl, but crazy as it sounds, George, I'm going to take you back to a regular season game that this reminded me of in a strange way. The Bills played at the Dolphins. I, don't, I know this is a weird thing, right? But the Bills had an 11 point lead. And I even at that time, I said, We're losing this game. It's like, what do you mean? I said, Even though Miami is losing, they were running so many yeah. more plays than the Bills. They were pounding the ball down our throats. And guess what yeah. happened late in the game, George? Buffalo's defense was out of gas. They got crushed. Yeah. And the, the Dolphins won the game. And, and you could sense it. And that's why, you know, when I sent you that text, I was yeah. just saying, I, there was something about this game. I, I, I like, you know, maybe 5%, you know, but I wasn't joking with you. I thought, hey, Point, game's not, you just never know, you know, and it's the respect that I have for what the Patriots can do. You know, I, I, you just cannot give that team a window. You just, and to me, now listen, if the Falcons were five points, okay, late on that play where the, Devonta Freeman missed the block, and if they went for a touchdown, I commend them for it. Okay, because an eight-point yeah. lead, you still leave the door open. But when you have an eight-point lead late in the Super Bowl, okay, mm-hmm. you have to really say to yourself, listen, I got two good running backs. I know I haven't run good in the second half, but I haven't run that many attempts yet. No, okay, they didn't I have haven't two running backs run, at that point. I would still – No, I know, they but didn't the, well, have two running backs reason, at that point. All right, no, no, no. I'm just saying, okay. Well, they they had one they running back at that point. I know, but like what are you going to have a very good rollback? Why not? Because you know why? You you lessen your chance of a holding call on a fullback call. Okay? Yeah. And all you really want to do is send and get three, four yards, take time off the clock, and mm-hmm. trust that your field goal kicker, who's very, you know, it's a pretty close kick, should make it. I mean, yeah. listen, could he miss it? Of course. Could it get blocked? Yeah. I mean, it could happen. <laughs> I mean, but. Atlanta is hoisting the suit. Atlanta's having a parade downtown. Half of Atlanta is burnt down. Might help it. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, and this is, but, and again, this is, this isn't New England hate for me, George. This has nothing to do with my, no, 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 I know it's not. This is, this, this is has to do with, you you're not crazy. Yeah. There is something about, this game that's interesting, okay, in that some things just have a way of evening itself out. In life, <laughs> really? when, when you're – no, listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh-huh. When, you're, when you're excellent at something, okay, mm-hmm. the way the Patriots lost to the Giants twice to them against Seattle and Atlanta in a strange way. Now, I, I know New England had – you know, 
didn't get dominated or anything by Atlanta. I'm not saying, you know what I mean? But no, I don't think that Lincoln was dominating the, either game. But I think you could Except sit here and say, line. okay, you could say New England could be 4 0 in those games. I could tell you if a Seattle head coach and a defensive coordinator ran two running plays total, yeah. you're, you're Buffalo in the last four Super Bowls. Isn't that crazy? I mean, this is how yeah. close sports are, right? I mean, we don't you want, know it, if that's the case. I'll give you one better. But you could have won the Giants one, too. I, so I think it kind of evened out better. the Giants games. That's how I feel. Right. But I'll give you one better. Brady could be one in six in the Super Bowl. He could. I mean, but, you know, I guess the whole could, should, would. I guess my point is New England is so, is so elite and so good that it just evened itself out based on the Giants games. They shouldn't have lost the Giants games, okay, especially the first one. The second one we can argue, but that was the I Giants. I think the first one they should have won. No, they should have won that one. That team was, that but, team was so good. But you good. know what, though? All right, so let's go back through this now. This is the Patriots' fifth Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go and look at the seven coaches they faced in the Super Bowl. Shall we? Sure. Mike Martz. Mike Fart? Nope. Okay. Mike Fart. John Fox. Pretty good. Dope. Pretty good, Dutch. Eh, he's okay. He's, he's, he's okay. a dope. And right. the Reed. Very good coach. I'm not going to say anything that bad about Andy Reid. I think yeah, if you look at his body of work, you have to say, is he is – well, Look at his body of work. Okay, let's look at Andy Reid's body of work. Why didn't he only – How many NFC – He's the best team in the league. I, I know. I, I, listen, I'm not – He's he, a dope. He, he's not a dope. dope. I'm not – listen, I, if he's you're going to tell dope. me he's not elite, that's fine. You're, you're not going to tell me he's a dope, dude. He took – he, he brought an eagle from Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. The only coach that was on and his guy, level and, and, is Can Collins. I tell you something else? That's it. Can I, can I yeah. tell you something else? Him and Belichick are kind of tough in the same block. Yeah. And I no, think that's no one of the reasons why. I think that's one of the reasons why he was able to do so well against Belichick. And, again, it, listen, you know, George, remember when the Yankees were great? In their five World Series, yep. the Angels for some reason had their number. It just happens, right? It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, Mike Sosa was a great manager. The Angels were a very good team those years, but the Yankees were a better. Mm-hmm. Team. Let's be honest, the Yankees were better just about all those seasons, yeah. except maybe maybe '03 and maybe a couple other years sprinkled in. Same with the Giants. I mean, the Patriots have been much better, but for a couple of mm-hmm. games and a couple of years, the Giants had the better game. And, and, it's and, and don't forget, thing. the second so, one was minus Gronk. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, that's that, that, something that that's, that's something that a lot that. of people are not talking about. And that, to lose that level yeah. of a player yeah. and to still win this, I, I must say, I'm taking all my hate out of New England. That's very impressive. My wife said to me when it was 28-3, to three, she says, you know, and they showed Gronk on the sideline. She goes, you know, you'd be blowing him out with him. And I said, but yeah, again, probably. I, maybe. I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, pro- I guess I did, listen, probably. Listen, Atlanta, Atlanta, I got to say, Atlanta was very ready for well. the game. Okay. No, they were. Yeah. They were very ready for this game. 
but they just weren't ready to finish the game. You, you ever see the movie The Replacements with Keanu Reeves? Yes. And he and yeah, he talks about quick quicksand quicksand, right? When things start mm-hmm. going wrong, you feel that's what I felt like Atlanta was having that moment where it's just you know, and that's where the experience yeah. kicked in. Yeah, that's where the experience kicked in, and I don't, I don't. But the, here's the funniest part, George. I don't fault Matt Ryan for that loss at all because no, I, I don't think you can. The defense just ran at. I mean, the defense just couldn't get off the field, and it was yeah. it was more about New England's game plan, just wearing them down. It's really just the way it goes. I mean, was there anybody I, 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 who thought that New England wasn't going to win that game when they won that coin toss? No, no. And you know what? I, I, I'll tell you this. I think if they lose the coin toss, I don't think they're losing that game. You know, that's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Because I here's why. You know, I don't, but I don't know if Atlanta scores a touchdown. They may get a field goal, but I'm not sure if they yeah. score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That could happen. I could have seen, you know, Atlanta, because, you know, England had a tendency to be a, you know, they would give up some yards, but. I don't think they're a pen, but don't break defense. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, little bit. I don't like to call them a true one, but I get what you're saying. So I mean, and and, and you know, yeah. here's the other thing I hate. I, I hate this. Florio did it, and a couple other. Deion Sanders is big on this on, on game day prime. I hate that they mm-hmm. don't both don't touch the ball. No. No. Listen, if if you if you want to win, you got if you can't stop the team seventy five yards, you don't deserve to win. Yeah. It's certainly better than the old rule. Yeah. I mean, the odds are very high that a team's going to get multiple possessions in that format. It's very rare that a team to take the ball. Yeah. No, no Super Bowl team had ever played on the field for more than 81 snaps before Sunday, and that was Atlanta's defense. They were on the field for 99 total snaps. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. That and is that's not even – and that's, that's just including the – I mean, factoring in the felonies that are no plays. They're no place. Tell I mean, the guys I, who are you, know, you know, it's funny when when New England made it twenty eight nine, and then they made it twenty eight twelve, and then twenty eight twenty. The fact that they took a, a lot of plays to do it, mm-hmm. I actually think was better because I think if they score quick, let's say Edelman yeah. goes seventy five yards, right? Let's say boom, they score right away. Atlanta's defense, yeah. you take you sh- you could shave off maybe twenty plays. And I think that mm-hmm. could, you know, that could give Atlanta a chance to get the ball, to get down the field. I mean, you never know. I mean, I'm just saying I think it was better that they yeah. wore them out. But the fact that Atlanta only ran 26 plays in the second half and wasn't even on the field that long in those 26 plays? No. That's why I, I can't really sit here and, like, if anybody tells me, oh, Matt Ryan's a choker. And I mean, listen, he was part of it, but I can't sit. It's not like he threw three picks and they lost the game. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like he just self-destructed and couldn't even find the receiver. I just yeah, he he, he didn't whiz down his leg like Cam Newton did last year in the Super Bowl. He didn't. Oh no, no doubt. I'm not right that. Yeah, listen, uh, no, it doesn't seem like a lot you of know. people are really saying that though about Matt Ryan. Yeah. It doesn't appear 
you know, and, and I hope the scrolls of history treat him good because he had a great season. I mean, he really – I had no issue with him winning MVP. I really don't. No. Um, I mean, I, you know, listen, I know Tom Brady had a, probably a better 12 games, but it's a 16-game season, so that's just the way it goes. Yeah. But And I think it, if Matt know, Ryan I, didn't play the way he did down the stretch, I think Brady wins it. Probably. Oh, no, I, I agree. I, I do. I think because if like you extreme. look at like right before, like let's say the week before Christmas, Brady was winning it, but then Matt Ryan mm-hmm. had these gr- three games. But the yeah. difference was is that Brady played three games at the end of the year. It didn't mean a fucking thing. Yeah. I got Brady clinched. No. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Ryan had a How clinch. We- yeah. Yeah. And they could have been a sixth. I mean, at one point they were playing to be the fifth seed. It went from 50 to yeah. first round by. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. As a fan, okay, because I've been through one of these, yes. would you rather lose the Norwood way or would you rather lose the way Atlanta did? What What could you deal with? The way Atlanta did. Really? 25-point yeah. lead in the second half? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. You I don't why. know why. 25-point lead in the second half. You know, or would I mean, you the Atlanta stores are putting this stuff on the shelves. They took it off the mannequin. All right. So, guess what they were doing in New England? Probably twice against the Giants. At sending, least the first sending, time. Sending all their shirts to Yemen? Oh, did I say that? <laughs> Dude, I'd love to get my hands on one of those 19 and 0 shirts and hats. I just would. Well, we got George, you got to take a little trip somewhere obscure and find them. Oh, by the way, I got a story about that. One time I was in a store in, uh, oh, was it Colonia, right? I was dating a girl years ago, and we went into this, I don't know, like a dollar store. I forget what it was, but we stopped in there, and there was a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champions 26 uh, framed pitcher. She's like, hey, this is your team. I said, yeah, it is. You're going to buy that? I said, hell no. I am not. We didn't win it. I don't want to see it. I don't. I want to burn that thing. You know what I mean? But it's like, that was some of the leftover yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh, man, as soon as you can find a 19 of those shirt. <laughs> uh, you know, getting into that, you know, throughout the night, we'll play highlights from the game. And we'll, I have this rule that I, I, I – because, like, the Yankees were so good, um, you know, 1990s yeah. where it was division championship is league champion. And, you know, my mom was a Catholic school teacher. My dad works for AMP. They still teach, and my dad's still fucking working. I don't know why he is. Uh, for my wedding reception. Um, well, yeah, we didn't have much money. We didn't have much money growing up, you know, like for that kind of stuff. Like if I wanted a new yeah. baseball hat, I had to save my lunch money up to buy it. Nice. Good. Or my allowance or whatever you want to call it, right? Teach it. Teach it. I, work I put in this. I like it. Yeah, my father told me, taught me after the Devils won in 95 and everybody's mm-hmm. running out to buy the championship shirts and all that shit for the Eastern Conference. He said to me, you will enjoy that shirt for three days. The next one, you will enjoy the rest of your life. Yeah. And I had no idea what he meant. Because remember, the Devils weren't supposed to beat, you know, Detroit in that series. 
by the way. And when can the I, devil won that cup. Yeah. Yep. My old boss was a Ranger fan back then. I was working in the bank. I bet him fifty bucks the Devils would win that series. I was very confident. I, I he put on nuts. <laughs> but I, anyway, we'll get we'll get to that reason. But anyway, continue. But like, but he's so right. And then when the Patriots, you know, went to the first Super Bowl, I didn't get anything because the rule was if they win, you got something. And as I like yeah. grow older and I have my own jobs and I have my own money, this you know the first Brady Belichick Super Bowl, I said, well, you know, all that champion, all that AFC championships will be on sale next week because they're not going to, you know, they may not win this Super Bowl. <sighs> Was I right? <laughs> and I bought the Charnet. So now I have, yep. I, I, you know, sometimes I only bought the hat, sometimes I bought both. Let me tell you, I was on Fanatics as soon as they freaking handed Brady that trophy and that shirt and hat were purchased. <laughs> oh, God. I've never I had the privilege of doing that. I had a text. I got a text from somebody last week. The only thing I would ever buy during the series was like the on field, like for the Yankees, the on field World Series hat. Because I was like, yeah. whatever, dude. That, yeah. That's still cool to have. Yeah, it is. Um, so, like, I ordered the Patriot one, and Lisa's like, what the hell did you order that for now? And I'm like, because it doesn't say anything else than Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't want any dueling team stuff. I know who we beat. <laughs> I don't have the yeah, I know 16-0. I don't have the, the AFC Championship, sir, from that year because – like Jonathan Kraft said, when they had that banner for 16-0 and 0 in the stadium, you know that scene in Mighty Ducks where the coach looks over at, Bom- at Bombay and goes, I wish they would take that one down? Yeah. Every time I would go into Gillette Stadium. Now, I haven't been there since the new banner has been up. I haven't gone up to a game in two years. But every time I looked at that banner, I said, man, that fucking bites my ass. I hate that banner. I hate the sixteen well, and zero banner. Nothing's and worse luckily with winning Mets, the Super Bowl, they took that one down. Yeah, nothing's worse than Mets wild card winners. That's still my favorite. Oh, I know people that had the Yankee wild card stuff in '95. I was like, "What are you doing?" No, no, you no, want no, anything? No, no. I mean, you're you're dead jazz because they made the playoffs. You know, like last year, I bought the Yankee postseason hat when they were the the playing game. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? They're not even in the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. You're not in the, like even with the NCAA tournament. If you're playing Wednesday, Tuesday, or Wednesday in Dayton, you're not in the tournament. Oh, by the way, George, I, I have something to share just to take you off kilter a little bit. Mm-hmm. A professional team it, felt really bad. Felt really bad for the Falcons tonight. The Buffalo Sabers. No. <laughs> oh, San Jose up four to one with eleven minutes to go. They start falconing. Sabres score three straight goals, win it in overtime, five to four. <laughs> Is this what it's so going to be San Jose now? Starts Is falconing going to be falconing? I, 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 I'm starting a new trend. Falconing. How about that? Should I? You know, I mean, why not? I mean, you know what? Yeah. I'm sick of my team talking about chokes and all. No. You're taking you're taking them from me. Enough. 
Yeah. All right, Brian. Hold on. I, 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 anyway. I think it's time that we no. start playing some of the highlights of the game. Oh, go ahead. Absolutely. This is your night. You know, I'm, uh, you know how I feel about it. <laughs> there you go. Brady to James White to make it 28 to 9. Brady takes the snap. Back on us. Fires left. Gets made by White. Trips to the inside. Dives across the goal line. Touchdown, Patriots. Thank you to our friends at uh, WBZ, on the Patriots Radio Network at 98.5 Sports Hub up in Boston for that. Bob Sochi and the almighty Scott Zolak on the call. There's that oh, one, Zolak went ape shit. Zolak is a job. But when you look at this game in, in totality, and I think you're right, I, I, it's hard for me to sit there and say, like, when you, with the whole choke and not choke thing, does come down to there's got to be two to tango. And when you really mm-hmm. look at it, yeah. Is it forty nine? Is it fifty point one forty nine point nine? Or am I off? What do you mean? Run that by elaborate. Okay. So I, we've already established it takes two to tango on these things, right? Yes, of course. Was it fifty point one percent of Atlanta choking? Or was it 50.1% of the Patriots just taking advantage of the situation? It's a good, it's a good question. I, you know, it's a good question. I, I, I got to lean a little more on the Atlanta side. Again, I'm trying to look. Uh, again, I'm not sitting here saying that New England does not deserve credit. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, it's just that. No, I understand that. I, I think there were just some basic things that, could have been done to more than likely stop the bleeding and win the game, right? I always said, you know, when you, when you look at the Warren Moon collapse that the, the in the Houston had against the Bills down 35-3, if Houston makes – you know what's amazing about that comeback? I, I just want to get this real quick. You know Houston mm-hmm. had to drive down the field to get a field goal to push that game to overtime? <laughs> yeah. So they were down 35-3, and they still had – they had to come back and tie it to take the overtime. Bills took the lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah. what I'm saying is, you know, if they make one play, if one play is made somewhere, whether it's a big play, maybe an interception or a stop, game's over, right? So yeah. I got to say, you know, in my fairness, I'll be 60-40, okay? I still put more in Atlanta just because in most circumstances involving a quality team like Atlanta, you don't lose a 25-point lead in the second half. And, and here's know, the other thing I think that's, that's you have to Cleveland versus New England, and then I get it. But if this was Atlanta. And here's the thing you've got to remember. New mm-hmm. England was at one point still sputtering. Oh, absolutely. Right? They were still sputtering. They Let's not forget, they did try the pass back, the double pass with Edelman. Now, granted, Julian Edelman tells you he's the second-best quarterback on the team. I tend to want to believe him at some points. If James White, if, if if Deion Lewis makes that play, because, I mean, he really put it – he laid out for that ball. Mm-hmm. But at that point, New England's offense was still sputtering. It still was – it was still 
spinning its wheels, and it wasn't able to get going. So you look at yeah. that play. Then they had. Then it's fourth down. I mean, granted, they did it on third down. I said to I said to Leash, I said that's a great play call on second down. It's a terrible play call yep. on third down. Yeah, you have to get it on fourth. You know, like, get yep. the third down. You know, like, do me a favor. Get the first down on third, then try to at the next play. They'll never see that shit coming. They never would have saw that play coming. But they did, and it didn't work. And it's like, oh fuck, you know, here's another chance. And it's, oh shit. And then, and then Danny Amendola, who <laughs> I don't know what else you could say about the guy. I really don't know what else to say about Danny Amendola in this game. The guy, yeah. Who a lot of people in New England were not huge fans of. He played his ass off. He played his ass off the entire game. So you give him credit for that. You give the entire team credit because there were times when they could have just said, fuck this, we're done. Right? It could have. It was there. It was there for the taking. But they persevered and came through. And, you know, when you look at it at the end of the day, Sports guy Mike reference. Uh, Which, by the way, we should look through his tweets. I am sure there are some fucking classic gold ones. You know what? I'll, how about I do this right now? How about <laughs> you carry on, and I'll I'll do the honors tonight. Danny Amendola <laughs> had a hell of a second half uh, of that game. Yes, he did. Chris Hogan. I, I really think coming into the game, I think Chris Hogan was the guy they were trying to take out of the game. It was the way Atlanta played it. Yep. yep. I, Atlanta played to take Hogan away from him, and it worked for most of the game. He made he made a huge catch, catch and carry, because there was a tremendous catch and carry from him on the sideline there. Oh, here you go. Here it is. Here it is, George. February mm-hmm. 5th. Call Brady and Belichick the greatest all you want. Countless other infractions will always taint their legacy. Now, all right. So now, see, this is where I have a problem. Are you ready to hear my problem with this stupidity? Yeah. The only people that still bring up Spygate and the flight gate are Steeler fans. No, I want them and Jet fans. Jet fans as well. We all know there. Yeah, they're the only ones. Do you really think Spygate or the flight gate had that big to do with what they were doing? I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I, I don't it's think so the hard Right. I doubt it, but what I'm saying is I don't know if there's really anything that could be – I mean, listen, do I think it's part of New England's legacy? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I think it's 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 there. I think it will always be there, um, but I don't really believe in my heart that's what, completely why they're winning. Yeah. I you think know, if I, you bring up the flight, I, this, may, this may be me being a Patriot fan. 
Mm-hmm. But I think if your first words are Spygate and Deflategate, then you don't know Dick. You don't know yeah, Dick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I and that's bring why you're doing point, radio in not, Colorado yeah. Springs, where nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah, like that to me. If you're trying to be that kind of person, right? If you're trying to start, yeah. put a certain brand out there, I'm not putting that out there. Like, if you, if you, you know, if you want to say. Um, you know, about the legacy, you know, maybe this is more about Atlanta. That's fine. That's, that's one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. It, 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 it's I, I think, I think the Flategate is such a non-starter. He's with still anything. Look <laughs> at you. Anyway, it's because you, you, uh, you haven't called him out on Twitter yet. And he doesn't know that you're talking about his tweets on the show. If he did, no. he wouldn't be <laughs> But I go this way with that. If that's your, if that's the best thing that you have, because you want to keep them down because your team's not where they are, and we know he's a Steelers fan. Like it, it, it's cool, it, it's great. You're a Steelers fan, Mike. Awesome. But were any of those things against your team? No. So shut the fuck up already. Seriously, shut the fuck up. I heard that. Yeah, I know. The wife had time in there. <laughs> but if that is your starter, yeah. and fans, you do this. You play into this shit. Marshall Falk, get the fuck over it already. I heard, that's not what Marshall Falk said last week. Oh, yeah. I know we were cheating. No, you don't, you dickhead, because you're the only one that's keeping that story going because the Boston Globe that reported it had to pull that shit back the next day. George, I'll give you a perfect example. George, I'll give you an example. All right. It's like the whole Mitchell, the Mitchell, it's like the whole Mitchell report, okay? Yeah. Where I'm, I'm here, I'm supposed to believe this is all about the Yankees. Really? Like, you're going to tell me the Yankees are the only ones taking steroids. There's mm-hmm. nobody on the Red Sox on the Mitchell Report, and some other teams were left off the Mitchell Report. It, it, it's no, like because what I'm they had, is, because I the, am sure. Because the yeah, guy sure. who ran his – the guy who they went to, yeah. that they gave, you know, whatever, worked for the Mets. George, we Why had great – the, yeah, the Bills had Greg Williams as their head coach for three years. I am yeah. – probably going to make a wager here that Greg Williams tried to do something shady when he was coaching the Bills for three years. Yeah. I mean, uh, what I'm saying is I can guarantee That don't make him a bad guy or nothing. No, 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 no. I, I mean, listen, Atlanta used to pump fake crowd noise into their stadium. Isn't that kind of cheating, too? Hey, how about Deion Sanders? Did, did you hear what Deion Sanders uh, had to say after the game on yeah. NFL Network? Yeah. When he said I mean, everybody was, in the league yeah. knew that they were that Indianapolis was doing this, everybody in the league knew. It. Nobody came out I mean, and said it because it was nothing. Only one thing I like about all this, it kind of exposes some of your fan base for what it for what it is. Bitter your fan base. The very end. Yeah, I love it. it oh, I, yeah. I love the bitterness, even when when. That for my that's the old the, the, as a Bills fan the only reason I like this is because some of your fans are so bitter about it still to this day mm-hmm. even after winning five yeah. Super Bowls all right 
countless wins, countless AFC titles, countless playoff wins, and it still gets them riled up. For me, I love that. That's the only thing about it I like. I'm being honest. That is the only thing. Do I? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I belong to, you know, there are always a couple Bills fans that still talk about it, right? But the majority mm-hmm. of rational Bills fans realize that a lot of this is a bunch of hogwash. Or they I think know the that, only... hey, they're not the only team doing it. I mean, it, it's pretty, you know, I, I can guarantee you the, you don't think Rex Ryan tried to cheat in his, his coaching career ever? You mean Rex Ryan not? didn't have a guy in the sideline tripping guys on kickoffs? Or or Mike Tomlin's not running onto the field trying to stop a run back? No, that never happened. He did. Actually, no, that he didn't did happen, that. Mike. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, wait, he did do that. And what did he get for that? Nothing. Nothing. Something that actually had something to do with the integrity of the game. And what did Roger we, do? Absolutely nothing. It's scumbag fuck. My favorite part of this entire game, the entire Patriots win the Super Bowl, was watching Roger Goodell almost fumble the MVP trophy when he had to hand it to Tom Brady because he thought he was a Stone Cold Steve Austin over the fucking head. I didn't even see it. And you know, I didn't and you know what? For the people that hate Tom Brady, <laughs> and, and Brian, you know, and for the people that hate Tom Brady and that say he's the worst human being on the planet, He's not the worst. Do you hear how his teammates talk about him? George, he's Did you hear? Yeah. Did you hear how Julian Edelman talks about him? Did you hear Julian Edelman after the game? You know what, George? I'm going to tell you. Okay. You know what, George? What's that? Is Is it pretty fair to say that Jim Kelly is a beloved quarterback? Yes. As a person, right? A lot of people respect that. Yeah. Even his, even guys mm-hmm. like Marino, who hated him, you know, was one of the first ones to visit him in the hospital. He, here's my point. Jim Kelly was a little bit of an asshole when he played. Actually, a lot of bit of an asshole mm-hmm. when he played. Okay? And mm-hmm. what I'm saying is he and had Trump's that. Trump took care of his family. Tom Brady's brash. Yes. He, he's cocky. He's confident. But I'll tell you what, George. At the end of, at the, end of the day, I guarantee you. If he was on the Bills, you'd I'd love be gashing him. over him. Of course I would. But you know, you'd be, just being, you'd be naming your firstborn you know, son Brady. If, if if you had Jim Kelly in the nineties, you would have loved that guy. If he, if 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 J- the Jets would have had Dan Marino, they would have loved that guy. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just listen. But do I hate the Patriots? Of course I do. Do I want to beat them? Of course I do. Do I hate some of their fans? Oh, you better believe it. Not you. You better believe I do. No. But do I respect Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do I respect Robert Kraft? Yeah, I do. It's hard not to. I mean, it's just I'm at a point. There's nothing left, George. I mean, what else am I going to say? You know what this is like? It's like, and I know you hate LeBron, but those are LeBron will never win. Those arguments are over. Okay, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's done enough now. I hate LeBron because he's a douche. I can, like, I don't watch enough basketball yeah, to hate LeBron as a basketball player. About, I just think he's a yeah. douche. I think what he did you to the Undertaker was full yeah. of douchebaggers. When he made, wait, he made a pass last night, dude. I, 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 it's just like what I'm saying is that I shot he players hit last that played night with him was unbelievable. It was amazing. Yeah, what, and I, and that when he shot gets he older, hit last night 
Unbelievable. When he gets older, George, people will say, I loved playing with that guy. Coaches love coaching mm-hmm. that guy because he does all – on the court, besides some of the – you know, trying to draw sides, every player does that, okay? He plays the game. You dream your player can play the game. Pass, defense, yeah. you know, attention to detail. You know, I mean, he, he's he, – the work ethic, it's all there. But it's the same thing with Tom Brady, you know. It's, you know, the Tom Brady come across as entitled at times? Yeah, I think he does, you know, when he gets hit. But you know what? The guy – he has that confidence. Well, yeah. I mean, well, listen, I think the rules should be I fairly the same for all quarterbacks. I think it should be, too. But you know what? Tom Brady's earned the ability to bitch about a call. Yeah, I, it's I, just I've like, always been mixed on it's that. It's like Derek anybody, Jeter. It's like Alex Rodriguez. It's like David Ortiz. It's Don Mattingly. It's, it's name the hitter. Find me a hitter about a strike as they got older in their career. Find me one. That's true. There's none because they all know the strike zone at that point. And mm-hmm. these umpires in Major League Baseball today have their asses, you know, they have their panties in a bunch when anybody turns and looks at them. Well, guess what? That guy in the box is why people are here, not you. It's like linemen in the NHL. When they sit there and take four years to drop a puck, and then guys are jumping the face off, the asshole, drop it. They're not here to watch you stand there to drop the puck. They're there to see these guys play. And when referees and officials start to understand that, then you will see you won't have Josh Norman asking who number 69 is because guess what? Number 69 doesn't fucking matter. But as long as referees and officials put themselves into the game, I thought they, this crew had a tremendous Super Bowl. I thought they were fantastic. There's not one call out of me that you will hear me say, yeah, they kind of missed that one. So I didn't think they missed any of them. Yes, I thought the Patriots getting the three consecutive first downs off of, off of holding calls was a little much. And I was kind of worried yeah. that that was going to come back and bite them at some point. But then mm-hmm. when you saw them, what kind of defense didn't know what the fuck to do at those points. Yeah. Because I think even that drive, which was which is the one that ended with the Brady interception, I think that was the drive where Atlanta said, they're not going away. They're not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers during this game. They're not going away tonight. What do we have to do? And I think this is what comes down to in sports. When you get a chance to drive a stake in the heart of a champion, it's Mm -hmm. like in the WWE, baby. They can't change. The belt doesn't change hands on a submission, on a on a count out or disqualification. You've got to beat the man. Ric Flair said it best. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. You didn't beat the man. You let them hang around. Yeah. And the reason why you well, remember, lost the Super Bowl you know, yeah. is because you yeah. let them hang around. Well, you know what, George? You remember what we talked about last week about the Spurs and, and how you have to really go out and win the game? Like, yeah. you know, Atlanta – they did it early, but we all know it's rare that New England gets blown out 
Okay. So mm-hmm. you knew Atlanta was going to have to go out and get it. Either yeah. kick that field goal, get that touchdown, you know, get that the seal the game. You have to win it. You cannot say, okay, we'll just be up by eight and let's hope we hold them. No, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to go out there and take it. You know, yeah. you have to, you know, you can't. And that's what Atlanta did not do. To win a championship, I mean, I you think have to dethrone somebody. Against, they didn't dethrone well, against, anybody. Against the team, especially against a team with that pedigree and that background, mm-hmm. you have to go out and win it. I mean, how many – I mean, George, I just go back to the Bills-Patriots since 2000. I mean, there were, let's be honest, despite that horrible streak, there were quite a few games where the Bills could have actually won. But they didn't mm-hmm. go out and finish it. They didn't go out and win it. Nope. They just hung, They kept them around. They kept them around, and they kept them around. Guess what happened? They lost. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's you can't do that against a team like New England. You just you can't. You couldn't do that against the Yankees of the nineties. You couldn't do that against the Spurs in their heyday. The the Bulls in their heyday. You couldn't do stuff like that. All right. Well, Brett, let's do this. Let's play the. Uh... Well, what turned out to be big time, the tire. Pass will go for two, five, fifty-six to go here on the fourth. They'll do it a trip to the right. Bennett, Hogan, and White. Two receivers left. Mitchell in the slot inside of Edelman. White joins Brady, motioning into the backfield. He stands at Tom's left hip. Brady realigns Edelman in short motion. Stretched out to James yeah. White. Runs up the middle. He's in for two. There's the run that gets you. To how much time? Twenty-eight. How much one? time was left then? That was that was five fifty-six. Five and change. Five fifty-six. Five and change. God, that was when. That was after the. And you know what the funniest part of that play was? I just looked. I had literally was in the middle of spitting as they were lining up for it, and I said to my wife, as soon as they took the snap, I said, "Fuck! I should have said, here comes the direct snap to White." They didn't use that in forever. But that's the old Kevin Falk play. How many times did Kevin Falk do that? I know. Believe me. <laughs> I hate the that old Kevin Falk. I, 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 I hate that fuck. I, and don't and take. I, he used to annoy the living crap out of me. That guy, Kevin Falk. Because <laughs> just when we had some things done, that little guy's getting te- oh, it drove me crazy. He drove me absolutely batty in his day. That play, the bus, you, you know what, the, the fourth quarter of that game, in the words of Michael Cole, was vintage Patriots. Bubble screens came, the bubble screen to Amendola to tie it was, I mean, you know where the, where the foundation was built for those two um, conversions were? Hmm. Last year's AFC Championship game against against Denver, when they couldn't get in, probably worked on to rectify the issue. Yeah, I really think that's you what know, they went in and said, you know. And, and let's and let's not forget this. We all know who James White is tonight. 
trust me, Patriot fans knew who James White was last year when he was targeted 16 times and made five foot catches. Hey, I don't know if you remember this. And then he's the championship. Him to win the, I predicted him to win the Super Bowl MVP, and he probably should have. I, I, you know, you're not going to get an argument for me there. It's just that I, I think, and I put this on Facebook yesterday. If yeah. you're going to win the MVP as a non-quarterback, you got to do a hell of a lot. Yeah, you do. And James I mean, listen, Brady was magnificent. Brady was magnificent late in the game. I mean, he's the best quarterback now in the history of the league, no matter how you slice it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get why they gave him the MVP. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, my God. You know, I wasn't bent out of shape about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Five for seven in overtime for 50 yards. Five for six in overtime for 50 yards. Ready to hear his stats? 15 of 20 in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. for 196. You know, George, but let's the be Patriots. fair about one thing here, okay? Yeah. I believe – a lot. And this – I'm going to give this credit to Rob Davis on this. I believe in all their Super Bowl wins, they had a top-10 defense. I think so. Meaning, you know, again, how we talked about one play. It let, I mean, New England's defense won that just as much as New England's offense won that game. Because yeah. they, they can't. I mean, forget, forget. Let's not forget. Let's go back the to the two for, losses. Forget they the didn't make one play. Yeah, I mean, forget, just think about the onside kick. Atlanta has good yeah. field position. They get nothing out of it. I mean, that is just huge. Even a field goal. And this is, you mm-hmm. know, I, I laugh when people poo-poo field goals, but I, I'm going to tell you right now, field goals were a big story in this game. The one before the yeah. half was huge. That never gets talked about. I think that was gigantic for New England. Gave them a little confidence. Like, hey, all right, we got something going here. You know, and the fact that my defense didn't did not give up. They gave seven points and a half in overtime. Well, overtime doesn't count because they didn't get the ball. But let, seven points and a half. And Atlanta was inside the at the twenty almost, and they recovered on side kick and they got nothing out of it. Just think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, that in itself, you know, is another work. holding call pushed them back. Well, and it was a holding call. There, it, it had to be called. Yeah. I understand why they called that. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't shady or anything like that. That was a clear takedown. Yeah. So, but and and here's the other thing. Let's not forget, New England's average starting field position was awful. Mm-hmm. Matt Bosher had a hell of a – Matt Bosher had the game that Steve Weatherford had in, in Super Bowl 46. Mm-hmm. How many times did the Patriots start inside the 10-yard line? Inside mm-hmm. the 20. Yeah. But I, I think when we, we look back at this game, we're going to talk about Brady, we're going to talk about White, we're going to talk about Edelman for his version of the David Tyree catch, which – it wouldn't have meant shit if he didn't score. <laughs> but to me, the unsung hero, there's two unsung heroes on the Patriots. Oh, and one of them yeah, almost of was the GOAT. One of them could have been the GOAT. 
Who's that? You know who that guy is? Steven Goskowski. Oh. Mm. That is true. Because the job he did in the second half. Mm-hmm. When Matt Bosher's kicking the ball into the end zone like a dope. Like a dope. Yeah, what was you want that? To hear what you want to hear what Guskowski did? Take away the onside kick, right? Okay. Which, if that ball doesn't bounce up and hit him in the leg, I bet you the Patriots recover that one. Because Guskowski is tremendous at that. It was a good idea on the onside kick. They had the right idea. Yeah. Here you I go. Mean, I, that, that for, I've always liked that formation for an onside kick. Mm-hmm. At 28-12, with 9.44 to go in the game, Goskowski hits it to the 17. They got 10 yards on that. That was then that became the Matt Ryan strip sack. Okay. Mm-hmm. The next time they kick it off after the play you just heard, he hit it to the three. James Hardy got knocked out at the ten yard line. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's also the drive where you had the dump off to Freeman for thirty nine yard for thirty nine. And the pass to Julio Jones. But a first down, mm-hmm. they ran for negative one. Granted, Ryan got sacked on the next play for minus 12. That was just, that was abysmal. That was huge. That was the game. <laughs> I'm going to tell you flat out. Next play, I mean, the you had the whole, you know, the after Ryan hit Sanu. Mm-hmm. That's the play of the whole thing that I think is the biggest play. The hold on Matthews that pushed it back because yeah. he had gotten them back to the twenty to the twenty six. Yeah. Well, the reason why he was able to do that because of the hold, he would have probably gotten yeah. sacked again. So. Yeah. I, I, probably. I mean, ninety. But at that point, you're going to draw. I, I, I go back. Really to, not. Running I go ball? back to the play. I go back to the play before in the sack. And, you know, if you're going to design a run, a pass play, that's fine. But if I'm, you know, and this is on Kyle Shanahan too a little bit, okay? I am doing yeah. a quick three-step drop. I'm doing a quick maybe bubble I'm not three, even going under. Something. I'm not even going under center. I'm not going anything other than under center. Yeah, anything under center. And I'm getting rid of that ball so fast that mm-hmm. – you know, either it's going to be incomplete or I'm, I'm throwing it outside so nobody can pick. I, I got to put it in a spot where it's highly, highly unlikely this ball gets intercepted. Right? Yep. It's either uh, oh, an pass or my guy gets gets the ball, maybe makes a move and maybe gets out to the, you know, maybe he gets get a first down, maybe gets eight or nine yards. But then on the yep. next play, let's say it was a yard. Okay. Again, third down. Then I'm like, okay, now I get the fullback out or whatever. I say, okay, I'm going to yep. play for a field goal. Make that New England play right there, not even though I agree with the holding, but to me the one before that is what set it all in motion because then, the you know, oh. the, the, the run for negative they, one. Let's say they lose two yards on a play. No, but don't forget. They'll probably run forget it again. The run, but they ran it on first down, and they got stopped behind the line. 
You, I agree. But what you know, I mean, but they should have ran. They were running that's better on the outside during this game. Yeah. yeah, but that's when. Yeah, but at that point they weren't running on the outside. They weren't running anywhere at that point. I mean, I, I gave you mm-hmm. the numbers. Here's their second half rushing totals: a negative three, a nine, a negative three, a two, and a negative one. And that was for Freeman. Coleman had a zero. I agree, but again, that's a, it's not a massive sample size. But I understand what you're saying. Granted, I mean, Matt they Pat- only ran 46 plays in the game. <laughs> I mean, I give Matt Patricia a lot of credit. I mean, he did make the adjustments he needed to make in the second half. And I give, you know, Dante Hightower made some big plays. Yeah. Um, Pay the man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pay the man. Well, at some point, New England's got to start keeping these guys. And that was one thing I was thinking when it was 28-3. I was thinking to myself, you know, if they – because Atlanta was just looking fast. They were looking – you know what I mean? Just on the ball. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, man, do we might just have to go dip in for agency and start really getting some receivers? That's what I was You know, here maybe they're going to have to get a, a – you know, I mean, maybe they're going to have to surround Brady with just a little bit more in the way of talent to yeah, – that's – again, I it was just – it was on my mind. I'm not saying, you know. Let, but let me throw this idea at you. You shot Alex Mack up before the game. Can't shoot him up twice in the game. You can only shoot them up once. That's why most mm-hmm. guys get shot up before the second half. Mm-hmm. Because you need the four hours to do it. They said in that locker room, that offense was not on the field for over an hour in real time. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, so, and, again, and you I, saw I, I where give, they were starting yeah. to get gassed. Mm-hmm. Javal Sheard, yeah. um, Branch, and, 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 and um, Flowers. They were running. They yeah. were they were damn near taking a handoff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Alex yeah. Mack did. I think you're going to hear after all this. Alex Mack in the second half should probably shouldn't have been on the field. Probably but here's not. the other yeah. one of Goskowski's kickoffs. The after they tied it with 57 seconds to go, which if you remember, and you go back this year. Patriots were in a similar situation where they could have tied it, but they pissed away, milked the clock against Atlanta. And they didn't win that game. With the Patriots because tied they, this game with 57 seconds ago, right? Is that correct? Yeah. You know what else you know what else I keep coming back to on that? What's that? Remember how Atlanta wasted remember how Atlanta wasted two timeouts in the second half? Which is all three, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they would have had Challenge. two timeouts, or if they would have had their timeouts to call a timeout before New England was going to score to yeah. say, hey, let's leave ourselves a little bit on the back end in case they do tie it. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say they had two timeouts and 57. Maybe they would have had a shot to get a field goal when they game. Yeah. Maybe. But let's not forget, I mean, Goskowski kicks off on that one, and there was the five-yard offsides on the two-point conversion. He kicked off from the 40. Uh, How many guys hit that ball into the 13th row? Matt Bosher would have. Goskowski puts the oh, ball yeah. on the half-yard line. And Eric Weems takes yep. it out and gets 11 yards. Took five well, seconds to. off the clock on that. Yep. Why the little thing, the thing, here's the thing with that, though. This is where Matthew Slater makes the Pro Bowl every year, 
because he's the guy that tells the guy, run it out, don't run it out. Let the ball bounce. Let the effing thing bounce on the goal line and let it roll through the back of the end zone. No time's coming off hmm. the clock until you yeah. until the def- the offensive player crosses the goal line. And I go back, and this is funny because I was saying this to you yesterday, the before, and, and, I, and, it, and it, it caught my mind because I heard it. Because I, like I said last week, who the hell watches Atlanta? Right? A Falcon fan called up the series. They called the Sirius XM Blitz up on NFL radio. Mm-hmm. The Falcon fan did yeah. on the Tuesday after the NFC Championship game. Okay. And he said, are they going to change their kickoff guy to Gabriel? Because he's got more speed. And I think he's got a football brain more than Eric Weems. Eric Weems talked so much shit in that game. Every, t- like, every time the dude got breathed on, he was bitching and moaning at somebody. Well, there's always one. <laughs> I mean, Christ, Julian Edelman does it, but at least the guy's a friggin' superstar. And he talks, I tell you, Julian Edelman talks more shit than anybody I've ever seen for fucking four foot nine. No, he really does. That, he's in your face on every fucking play. And I yeah, he like, is. It's become a joke in my house. Because I just start going, yeah, motherfucker, yeah. Yeah, bitch. You can't hear me because I'm a Jew. Like, shit like that. The guy is fucking hysterical to watch. And how many times do you see him after the play, he's fucking pulling down the friggin' the chin strap because of that fucking beard he's got going. That ain't shit why mm-hmm. play, Chris, play Santa Claus. But fucking, come on. Yeah. Come on. But Weems, you have nothing what, to say. Well, you have nothing yeah. to say the whole game. Why? Because you did nothing. Is you know who Eric Weems is going to be after this whole thing said and done? He's going to be the guy that comes oh. out and talks shit about Matt Ryan. He's going to be not. the Mike Mussina who says Matt Ryan blew this game. I guarantee fucking tell you. I guarantee it. He's the guy that'll talk shit. He'll run his mouth against the defense. He'll run his mouth against Matt Ryan. And why? Because you're a fucking kick returner. Mm-hmm. Who honestly sucks monkey balls. Yeah, he you was bad. You did nothing to help that team the other night. You know, you cost them at the end of the game. Put that ball yeah. bounce into the end zone. You got 57 seconds. You're on the 25-yard line. With no time out. The other thing, I, and Aikman said something that I liked. I don't like clocking the ball there when they did it. Because it just showed you had given up. You clocking the ball on that drive showed me you gave up. Well, you know, you know, I agree, and I'll tell you, well, you know, here's the thing. Matt Bryan did not give you any reason to believe he couldn't make a play. Like, what I'm yeah. saying is he, he, he played fine. Yeah. But I think as you a know coaching I mean. staff, they've given up at that point. I, I think, I think Kyle Shanahan went went up and says, "Oh, I'm gonna get fucking cute now." He didn't have to get cute. This is why New England wins Super Bowls. This is why when the Giants beat them twice, 
This is why the Giants won. Because the Giants knew how to win. And a guy named Tom Coughlin, who, who every year seemed like he was coaching for his job. And I could never understand it. I still don't understand why he got fired. Oh, I know why. Because his high-priced fucking diva wide receiver didn't want him there because he was instructing him on how to play football. And he wasn't letting him go to fucking hang out with Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Yep, here comes the wife after that one. <laughs> it's like she's in the other room listening to the show. You know, but that's you know, something else the I, I, I couldn't do for balls. You know, I, on another front, George, there's something I really couldn't get out of my mind at the end of that game. Could you imagine having to be... No, 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 no. Well, oh. <laughs> how, how, my she, wife, how, like everybody dealt, else how she's dealt with you through this whole Super Bowl is beyond me. She, she should be she should be given sainthood for this. But, you know, that's, that, that, that's besides the point. But I, the only time I became emotional was on the sack, the strip sack. And I think I beat the couch into submission. Yeah. Because I yelled ball like you were playing on the street. I got you. I was like, balls out, balls out, balls out, balls out. Mm. And then when they picked up all up, it's over. What's up? What does that even feel like? What does this even feel like? I mean, I don't even even know. I mean, I – the only yeah. the only game I could tell you in the last seventeen years mm-hmm. where I felt that intensity, and you probably know what it is. Was it when you beat the Jets? No, <laughs> it's when you when beat, you beat, when us? beat New England with with Ryan Fitzpatrick thirty four to thirty one on Buffalo. That is probably the last time that I have really been. Just, I mean, I, I got to tell you, that's if I could have videotaped that scene in that Bills bar with 150 Bills fans, one mm. guy was in tears, dude. He was in tears. I'm not even kidding. I mean, this is week three mm. of the NFL season, mind you. All right. Remember, because the Bills were three, <laughs> no. We got, we had the cops show up on Santa Monica Boulevard for disturbing some, according to sweep, disturbing the pieces we were celebrating up and down the street through the area. We were going crazy. It, it, it was like the Bills yeah. won this. It was three. We're three and zero, oh. right? But yeah. I can't imagine what that you know with that, that that comeback. But what I all I could think about is, could you imagine having to beat Dan Quinn and walk in that locker room? So what no, do you say? I wouldn't want to be. What do you say to them after that? You know, what do you tell? I mean. I don't even – does anybody have any I, – I doubt there's probably any video on that, though. But I, what do you say to your team when you lose a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl in the second half? Who's the first guy you go to? Who's the first guy you go oh, to? Oh, boy, I, I don't even know. Um, you go to I, Ryan? I, I don't – I guess. Um, you know, I think... I, you could. I, I, see, here – we were talking – you were saying this before. I think this show, this is like, I always used to say that Eli Manning was a terrible leader. And I still believe it. 
This is when you go in. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag with me with him. Yeah, I I think – I think you have to go in. I think you have to have strong leadership on that team. Mm-hmm. And up until this year, your best player was your wide receiver, and that usually doesn't end well when this shit happens. Yeah. I'm just going, you look at, you know, the Terrell Owenses. You know, I mean, I don't think Julio's in that class of T.O., but I wouldn't no, blame he's him. he's on a diva. I don't think he's a diva. No. I I just I question. I, I I my question would be. Is I think you go into this off season. That first mm-hmm. time they show up for OTAs, I think you learn who your leaders are. Absolutely. You have a lot of rookies I mean, on I, that team. Yep. I mean, you it's, a lot you know, of it's really. You know, I I almost feel like emotionally they could have a 53-man roster if Scott Norwood's on their team. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it it could just rip you apart and you're never quite the same. Or it galvanizes you and it becomes a, a rallying cry for the Falcons going forward. And I would be very interested to see how, how they do that. Now, let's think about it this way. Granted, the AFC East isn't as good as the NFC is, so no. or the AFC East is. So you kind of figured after the Patriots got their hearts ripped out by the Giants, you mm-hmm. kind of figured that they were going to get back the next year. And, of course, the next year happened and you lost Brady so early in the season. But you at least had, you know, you at least had Castle, who you kind of was able to rally around, in the same way you had rallied around Brady when when Bledsoe had gotten hurt. But I don't know, man. I, I I think you said it best. I don't know if you come back from this because you know what? It's not just, and and Pete Carroll went through this a lot after they blew mm-hmm. that game. And he went out and owned it, and, and kudos to him. And I haven't, I, you know, and it, it's been, I've been in mm-hmm. the euphoria of winning as a Patriot fan. Yep. The euphoria mm-hmm. of winning that game that I really haven't heard much from Dan Quinn. I would yep. like to hear his season-ending press conference. I don't know if it happened yet. Yeah, um, I Or at least he said catch after the game, too, he, of it. Did he say anything well, after the game? He was, once again, <laughs> he, made, he said he was on with Aaron Andrews. I didn't hear a fucking word that he said. Because <laughs> I, I think uh, I at guess. that point I was I, still listening to the sports I hubs, so I was trying to hear, yeah, yeah. you know, the final call from the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, it, it, it says something about who you are and how you handle it. I mean, I, yeah. I remember when I went to St. John's, and this was confirmed on the 30 on 30 I watched, but Scott mm-hmm. Norwood answered every single question and never ran away from anything. And to yeah. me, that that's amazing. In this day and age, when you think about the egos and things like that, right? Could you imagine Terrell Owens doing that? Could you imagine, you know, it's not oh. an easy thing when you miss that kind of kick, you know, and you now are the, that's all everybody thinks of him about, which is sad because he was a really good kicker. But, you know, oh. it's just the way it is. Take it back, bro. But, Here you go. 
three takeaways from Quinn's season-ending presser. It was today. Oh, okay. By the way, in Atlanta, you could buy a PSL for 500 bucks. Really? <laughs> um, you, you know what's amazing? You know, speaking of Atlanta, I never realized it until I really saw it on the screen. Mm-hmm. How much pain Atlanta fans have had in sports over the years. I, I, I never thought about it. Besides that Braves World Series, they don't have anything. Um, in there 95. Yeah. All right, here you go. This is from, this is part, this is, I can't get the full press, the full transcript of the press conference because unlike the Patriots who make everything available, everything available, um, the only thing I could find on their website just by clicking around was um, the, I want the fans to know it's just a stepping off part for us and we can be moving and what we can be moving forward. I'm pumped about that. Um, you know, how they, one of the goals they set before the season, build the brotherhood, practice the right way, win the division, take care of the football and have the right mindset. They own that through 2016. He touched on the Super Bowl. We have to own that as competitors. That's the world we live in. We go to battle for the best of it, for it at the best of stages. This one didn't go our way. But I also said mm-hmm. we've got to get past that game and not allow the disappointment to go into the offseason. Uh, he says the players are hungry as hell and that their experience, his experience continues to help. I want these guys to know this hurts like hell. I told them the same thing. I'm hurting too, and I want you to watch the game, and I want us to be able to move on. The longer we keep looking back in the rearview mirror, it takes away from everything moving forward. I told them today they're not just leaving the locker room today. They're not leaving the brotherhood. The foundation has been laid down and built. We're not backing off that one bill. Here's what I take from that. And and once again, this is just reading what the Atlanta Falcons booked out, put on their freaking website, which, by the way, sucks. But here's the thing that I think you kind of forget when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I was never a professional athlete. When Danny Lacatour comes on on Thursday night, I'll ask him this question. Here's just three things there, Brian. Um, one, you can say all that bullshit you want. About the validations laid, we have to own this. We can't take it into the all season. Blah 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 blah. Bullshit. You know why? Because when they go to dinner, they're going to hear about it, right? When they go to the barber shop. They're going to hear about it. They're going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Especially, see, there's a difference between Seattle and Atlanta because Seattle won it the year before. That makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. The fact that Atlanta yep. has been such a snake bit franchise going back to. Other years, you know, when they made Super Bowl 99, they had some playoff disappointments. Mm-hmm. 
against San Francisco in the NFC title game in 2011. You know, I, they've had some this point. It's now what the people are going to associate the Atlanta Falcons with. What do people associate the Buffalo Bills with? Losing four Super Bowls. Let's be honest. They do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I understand that. And OJ Simpson, but that's you know, a whole other story. But, you know, it's, it's just part, unfortunately, it's just the way society is at times. You know, they don't look at the, it's not always about the big picture. But, I mean, they could, they, I mean, he could change it, but it's going to, you know, it's going to take a big effort to do that. Yeah. I mean, most logical fans will not do that, but, you know, perception is reality sometimes, unfortunately. I've been to, since 07, maybe I, I was at the regular season Patriot Giant game, and I've definitely been to, I'd say like three of the preseason games of the five they played at Giant Stadium. Guess what? Gets played a whole hell of a lot when the Patriots play at Giant Stadium. Hmm. Yeah, they don't make they don't have a transcript here. They just have the friggin' video of it. Um, they play that a lot. And you don't think that when you go into Carolina, they're not going to play that on the scoreboard? You don't think when you go into Tampa, they're not going to play that in that on the scoreboard? You don't think when they play New England next year in New England that they're not going to play fucking highlights of that game up, right, down, left? Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to tune it out. Um. <clears throat> I mean, Jesus Christ. You can talk about it all you want, right? You can talk about all this bullshit that you want if you're Dan Quinn. But every time – what are you going to do? Give yourself a uh, beat back next year? Play, what do you think they're going to talk play? about? Aren't they going to play the first game of the season, probably? Uh, I wish they wouldn't. Oh, you know they are. Yeah. Is the I game in New England right or the game at Atlanta? Game's in New England. Is the game in New England? Game's in New England. Of course it is. And, of course, Buffalo has to go to Atlanta. Of course. <laughs> but anyway. Well, you get to go to a nice new stadium. And here's the other thing. <laughs> You're opening up your new stadium, hanging up an NFC championship banner. <laughs> see, to me, see, see, this is the way I think. The Super Bowl champion plays on Thursday night. That's a given, right? That, that stupid thing started years ago. The loser of the Super Bowl should get to Sunday night or the early Monday game or the late Monday game, depending on how it is. Their game should be standalone. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't play. They shouldn't have to play the first game of the year. I get why they do that. I honestly think that's what derailed Carolina season this year. I thought the, the Thursday night game with them derailed their season. Derailed it. Could have been. I don't think it should be that. And, and, and I'm tired of seeing Giants fucking Cowboys first week of the season, too. I don't think... I'm tired of seeing... You know what? I, for I mean, can we just call... Yeah. Can we just call Sunday Night Football for what it is? The NFC East on NBC? 
I mean, can, can, can we just – I mean, it, it, it's Philadelphia, Dallas, Giants, Philly, Dallas, Washington. I mean, it's like Giants, dude, the Dallas. Bills – yeah, Listen, I, George, do you know how many times the Bills have been on Sunday Night Football since, since it started? Since, like, the NBC got it twice? Yeah, when did they get it? When did they get it? Oh, seven, when they were playing the Patriots. One time. And Tom Brady They've let him up on for one... five touchdowns. 56 Brady let him up for five Lawson. touchdowns in the first. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's the only time they've been on Sunday Night Football. That's it. They've really? never been on since. That's it? Yep. That's it. It's like when the schedule comes out, they're like, oh, will we be on Sunday night? I think you might as well just step over that. We're not going to be on Sunday Night Football. Dan Patrick doesn't want to go to bus. They don't, they don't want anything to do with it. But I got to tell you, the craziest part is, a Sunday night game in Buffalo, that crowd's going nuts. That's going to be good. Th- that's going to be good for TV. So that's why they're not going. They go. They go afraid nuts of building off stuff like. Oh, they love it. Are you kidding? That's good theater. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's got to happen at some point. <laughs> I, you know what though? I I didn't realize that was the only time, and that was a flexed in game too. That game was flexed in. But the Bills Patriots? Yeah. The Bills were off a good start in. that year. Yeah, the, the yeah, Bills were actually off a good start that year. Yep. Yeah, the Patriots mm-hmm. were 9-0 and at that point. And it was coming yep. up the Indy game. I knew we were going to lose that game. I was just hoping to get the close. <laughs> I was just coming off that Indy game. Which they couldn't get anywhere near because CBS wanted to keep it. New England just beat in Dallas, just being in the. Yeah, they were. Yeah. To me, I honestly think. The NFL should do this. I think October should be nothing but divisional games. October? October should be nothing but divisional games. That'd be fun. I think September should be your interconference games. Get those out of the way. They don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. You lose one of those, all right, you lost the game. You didn't lose two. December should be all divisional games. So from October to December, that's when you play your AFC games. And maybe, you know, you sprinkle in your whatever. But the Patriots going to Mexico next year? I mean, that's stupid. Absolutely stupid. Hmm. We kind of touched on Kyle I... Shanahan with his – what's up? They're sending the pro-Trump huh? team. Yeah, they're sending the pro-Trump team to Mexico. Congratulations, NFL. I'm sure that won't be a fucking nightmare for you. 
I used to joke about oh, this with people. That I really hope that one, the best thing that president does is, I don't know, um, what do you call it? Um, the hell was this name? Fuck, now I lost myself. By the way, Julian Edelman mic'd up during the Super Bowl. That's got to be fun to listen to. Oh, yeah. Um, Shanahan getting the job out there after John Lynch gets the. Did, like, John Lynch have to say, Kyle, are you okay with working with me? See, I, I would do some. I would do some radical changes in the NFL when it came to the schedule and when it came it comes to making the end of the season work more. Mm-hmm. I would. Um, I would do it where the team that just misses the playoffs actually has a better chance to win the lottery than the team that doors, or have a sliding scale meaning. I would promote teams to keep winning at the end of the season to try to better their draft position and have a lottery. Instead of teams just, you know, being like Indianapolis and trying to angle themselves Randy Luck. Yeah. So, if you watch Inside the NFL this week, <clears throat> Big Jim Murray from the Sports Hub, 95 the Sports Hub up in Boston, uh, Randy, Muhammad Sanu talks trash like a young Randy Moss. Interesting fact about Muhammad Sanu. He actually lived in my hometown for a little while. Yeah. Ready for this one? (laughs) Yeah. But are you ready for this? Without question, the highlight of this whole recap is Matt Ryan starting to shit himself on the sideline prior to the Pats converting fourth down, down 28 to three. Mm. Yeah, there's always a couple. Hello. He was really that really that worried. All right, Brian. Why don't why don't we enjoy yeah. this together? Okay, well it depends what you're talking about. No. James White. Right for James White. Tucks it up to the right arm. Tucks it upfield. Driving forward. It's diving to the goal line. It's still a touchdown. And a touchdown. 
<laughs> Fucking Zolak. Uh. Dude, that's a six-minute call because it just takes it to the end of the game. Um, but that, that. Oh, here's the the game tire. Seventy seconds to go. Ball just inside the one right hash mark. Brady will move under center. White behind him. Edelman to the right, Bennett to the right. Brady surveys the defense. Tom takes the snap. He backs up, hands it to White. Up the middle. Touchdown, Patriots! They're gone with it, too. It's Super Bowl 51. It's amazing how this team is never dead. Boy, you got to drop them to come back from a 25-point deficit when things are dire. But you put it on 12's back. They may have the regular season MVP. We might be looking at the Super Bowl 51 MVP if this plays out. James White, 12 catches, 107 yards, and he's got a touchdown receiving and a touchdown rushing, a two-point play running, and he's going to line up to the right along with Mitchell. 57 seconds to go, a two for the tie. Drips to the left. Brady under center. Tom takes a step. Quick throw to Amendola. Screen left. A flag as he reaches across the goal line for a score. There is a penalty marker on the play. They're offside. That's it. The Patriots with an apparent two-point conversion. A time for Buddy Mitchell. It's a high game in Super Bowl 51. Hot for everybody. Give it up. There you go. That's the game tire and the game winner from uh, a good buddy, Bob Sochi. My good buddy. Oh, man. Enjoy that together? Yeah. Would you like – I mean, I feel bad – I should play the Julio Jones call. I really should. Because that catch still to me. Ryan brings Jones here to the near side. Back snaps it to him. New England trying to get there. Matt up in the pocket. Now going to cut it loose looking for Julio. What a catch. He made a catch. Unbelievable. Unbelievable grab at the 22-yard line. Ahead of Eric Rowe. Ryan rushes the that's uh, courtesy of the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons radio network. Um, better catch in the Super Bowl, Julio Jones or Julian Edelman? I'm going to say Julio Jones for one reason: <laughs> the footwork, okay. the the fact. I, I, again, uh, dramatic catch, Edelman. Oh, Edelman, yeah. I I hope you know I'm not disrespecting Edelman's catch. It's just no, there's you know no, I think right. Julio's was just insane from a skill point of view. And the fact if Matt Ryan puts that ball down four inches, Eric Rowe has it. Release knocks it down. I mean, did he put that ball? You know what I started saying at that point? Oh fuck. That was my oh fuck moment. I said, "There's Manningham. <laughs> there's the there's the Manningham catch. It's over." That was the only time oh. I thought this is over. Only time. I said, oh, "Well, you know what? Here they go." Then I started saying, "Well, let them score right away." It had, you know, come back. But mm-hmm. luckily for me, I'm not Bill Belichick, and Matt Patricia called a hell of a game. And by the way, Matt Patricia, you are now loved in Boston. You will never leave Boston because of your shirt choice. 
coming off the plane yesterday. Kudos to you, sir. Oh, Come on, wearing the Roger Goodell clown shirt? Priceless, Brian. Even you have to give him credit for that one. That was like he like thought of you, how much you love Roger Goodell. Did you see how fast Goodell got off the stage, though, after that game? No. I would love to have been a fly on the wall listening to that conversation between him and Belichick after that game. You think Belichick said to him, so what are you going to get us on this one for? Like, how did we, how, how did we, how is there an indiscretion in this one? And you know what? I'm actually happy for this one. Because you know what I haven't had to hear yet? They cheated. There's no bullshit with this one. Thank God. Other than, like, Atlanta choked it away. I mean, but that, that has nothing to do with the Patriots. Well, it does. It has a lot to do with the Patriots. They're the reason they choked it away. New England is the absolute reason why they choked that game away. And, and if and if I played more, if I if I play the Edelman catch, Scott Zolak says that's not supposed to happen to New England in the Super Bowl. That's supposed to happen against us. This time it happened for us. And it was at that it was at that moment that I, I, I put it on Facebook right after it. Mm-hmm. That catch means nothing if you don't finish this game off. That's a great catch. Yeah. Listen to Zolak. There you go. I mean, Edelman had some big drops in the game. Drive-killing drops. But they found a way to win the game. Chris Hogan was, I didn't want to say he was a non-factor, because I didn't think he was a non-factor in the game. I thought when Brady was looking for a guy in that second half, and he kept finding Malcolm Mitchell, who, if you didn't see the injury that that guy had early in the season, <laughs> don't watch it. With the elbow. Mm. This location. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh. There you go. Bennett, White to the right. Amendola, Hogan to the left as Mitchell gets a well-deserved blow. From the near hash of the 36. Shot goes down to Brady. Stands in. Throws down the over for Ball tipped. And Julian diving for it. As Olford cuts in front of the receiver, Edelman has it. Did he make the catch? He, he did! Who got At the 40. The ball was tipped by Olford. The Patriots are going to try to line up and snap it. Dan Quinn is going to throw the challenge flag. The ball was hit high. You know what? End. That part of that whole play gets missed. Brady hustled them to that line to force Dan Quinn to call that challenge. Because it was mm, still, the other, it was still north of the two-minute warning. That's true. I think it was that. that it, 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 the tide started to turn in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it was at that moment that I, that like I said to you before, it was at that moment Atlanta said, we're not winning this game no matter what happens. The defense yeah. start, it started to lock up their defense. They were done. It was over for them. 
And I, I hate saying it that way, but that game was over at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, it absolutely was. I thought Mr. Kraft post game had some very poignant words. He took his veiled shot at Goodell. Or he took a shot at Goodell there. And that was the only shot the Patriots took at him. And that's the best part of it. There was no fuck well, you, I'm sure Roger. You. I'm sure there was. Well, that's no. Patricia did get off the plane. But, yeah, that was that was it. That was that was it. There was. Yeah, I'm sure that was by design. I'm sure that came down from the owner. Do you know what I'm waiting for? What I can't wait for? What's that? Tom Brady's memoirs. I am waiting for him to retire. Get in the cannon, and then you get the Tom Brady book, and he writes a chapter about this bullshit. Maybe after mom passes away. This guy's not going to be hurting for money, so he's not going to have to write it right away. You would think. know it's coming. Like the Yankee years. The tell-all book. What he really thinks about Bill O'Brien. What he really thought about Bill O'Brien. On that play on that sideline. To me, that, that's going to be. You're still you're still I yearning for something, George. I I still sense it from you. What's that? I don't know. There's still something about the whole Goodell thing which still plays with your mind. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe what you said before is right. How Patriot fans still have to stick up, you know, how we, we always feel like we have to stick up for them because they, we wrongly feel like they're persecuted. Mm-hmm. And you're right about it. I, I, I honestly think there were times when I overly defended There were times when, and me and you have been friends for a really long time. I still defend yep. Joe Paterno to this day. Yep. I um, don't as much as you, but I understand why you do. Because I... Like I told you that night, I know a little bit more than you do. But that's not a shot against you. It's I just know a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, yeah, we are still bitter about it. We're still bitter that every time it, it's... And maybe, it, it, I mean, it's through, it's through faults of our own because we let you know that we're that good. Right? Like, we let you know it. We let you know that we have the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. We're not apologetic about it. Um, to me, as a Patriot fan, I just think it's I, – I, I once took my mother to Gillette Stadium. The team wasn't there. We were there, you know. It was, right, it was actually – they were on the road playing the Bills on Sunday. In like 2011 or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I know. 2011 or something. And they happened to be playing. I think that was, maybe it was the game when we lost to the Bills. 
And and me and my mom were there, and we went through the Hall of Patriot Place, which if, if you're a Patriot fan, go. Get, take the trip up. Go. You'll enjoy it. Um, and as we're walking through, it, it's kind of like you feel like you're going home as a Patriot fan. You're treated mm-hmm. like family. And I think... And, and look, I'm not one of these. I've been a fan since Brady's the quarterback, Pink Hats. I, I was there when Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback, and they weren't that good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to that Super Bowl. We're watching the fact that John Elway lost the playoff game to um, the Jaguars, and you're going – did it really just get easier for us to go to the Super Bowl? Um, that's that's there, and when it comes down to it, at the end of the, at the end, yeah, we've always been the team that gets picked on, and maybe it's you know it's the New England soul that you have, but when you go to Gillette Stadium, when you walk around that place, when you see what Mr. Kraft has built. I liken it to Disney World. I I liken, you know, like there's parts of Disney where if you're like Disney Vacation Club members, you walk in and everybody says welcome home to you. I I, I feel like as a Patriot fan, you know. It just has that, that intimate feel. Yeah, it does. Holy Christ. Big cats on Sports Center tonight. <laughs> Barstool has made Sports Center. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Really? I yeah. They're gonna be on the twelve fifteen they're gonna be on twelve fifteen with um SVP. <laughs> that's it, the fact that Barstool has come in this little amount of time, really. If you really think about it, because they just got sold last year at this time. Um, oh, yeah, I, I just think that's when it comes down to. I, I, I just think that we defend that team our coach, our quarterback, because what have we ever heard? Like, what has the media ever said? Like, yeah, there's some guys who kiss our ass, like Colin Coward. But what have you yeah. really heard since 07? Everything's negative. Patrick. Dan Patrick. He's another one. No, well, that's because he's based out of fucking Connecticut. But, you know, when Deflategate started... You know, I heard Jonathan Vilma go, this is what we're talking about? This isn't a story. Everybody tells something to the ball. Aaron Rodgers overinflates the ball. That's not illegal. Um, but if you really think about it, the Bamani, like, and I hate to say it, but it's the Black Caucus of sports media that's always bringing it up. The Bamani Joneses, the Sports Guy Mikes, Jason Whitlock, Shannon Sharp. They're the ones that are always bringing this stuff up. 
And Shannon Sharp should, you know, remember the whole glass stones thing, you know, the glass houses thing. But that's the problem with this whole thing. When do you think they retire? Do you think, like, Kraft really knows it's, you know, 2019, 2020? I mean, they're talking about no. extending Brady for five, for five years. I mean, that's that personal services contract to the Pats? I don't know. I mean, it's really what that is. I mean, you know, and here's the thing that I think you have to remember, and, and you know this. Why is everyone so great? Because you don't know when the next one's coming. If you asked me uh, after 2007, me. right, if you had asked me after 2007 when the next one was going to be, I would have told you it would have been like 2011. I didn't think it was going to take eight years to win another one. It did. Ten years to win another one. But it did. And now that you're on, I mean, you know, the first, the first set of three was 01, 03, and 04. Well, this one's fourteen, sixteen. Could you imagine going three out of four twice? And if you really think about it, you've been to the AFC Championship game every year since 2011. This was the healthiest Patriot team in a while. Maybe one year they'll get out and they'll start mm-hmm. early. The fact that they haven't scored a point in the first half of the Super Bowl, in the first quarter of the Super Bowl, in seven straight Super Bowls, and the fact that they're five and two in them is mind numbing. Mind numbing. Maybe if they finally score in the first quarter, it would be fantastic. Ah, oh, the little petty things that the fans have to deal with. But. That was our look back at the Super Bowl. Poor Brian. That's <laughs> it through it. But I appreciate it, Brian. And, then, and when the Bills ever win one, I will sit. He gladly <laughs> sit here with you. Listen, I don't think that's something you're ever going to have to worry about. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. <laughs> Maybe the Sabers, but not the Bills. <laughs> The, Bison, the Buffalo Bisons will win the Air National League for you. Oh, well, I mean, the Buffalo Bandits won a, won a championship. I mean, we can go down there. I just think – I may be wrong, but, like, even Sports Guy Mike, that's exactly the way everybody looks at this whole thing. They have to be doing something else. How can a guy with white wide receivers win the Super Bowl? It comes, I think it comes down the race. I really do. I think there's a little bit of that. I I, I do. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, it's like this. It's like, and I'm guilty of it too. I mean, you know, we compare, I compare Tyrod Taylor to who? Russell Wilson. Would I ever compare Tyrod Taylor to Philip Rivers? No, probably not. Would I compare Philip Rivers to Michael Vick? Probably not. Um, You know, unfortunately, that's part of how it is. And, you know, like, I think if you watch, if you catch the game, parts of game day prime where Dion and LaDainian Tomlinson, LaDainian Tomlinson's a guy who never liked the Patriots when he played against them. 
And he, I think he gave Brady the greatest compliment the other night when he says, we all know he's the greatest to ever play this, this position. He's just now separating himself from everybody else. Because if you think about it, and you bring up Brad, and Terry Bradshaw says it, I think Terry Bradshaw knows something about it. What, Steelers mm-hmm. fans upset because Terry Bradshaw saying that? Well, I think he's qualified enough to say it. Yeah, Brady won the first one on the back of the defense. It wasn't for him. <laughs> they don't drive back down the field. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I mean, he drives them down the field with, what, a minute 27, minute 30, minute 29? And the first play was a two-yard dump off? I mean, just look at that drive. And then the second one, John Casey kicks the ball out of bounds on the kickoff. Dope. By the way, we're we're past live already. Yeah, we are. You got stuff into it. You like? Yeah. Did you like? Did you like my text to you? In the words of Rick Jenner, we're headed to overtime. I did. I, I did. I did. That did made me smile a little bit. Thank you. Gave me a little <laughs> to it. You know, <laughs> get my mind off the pain. That was coming. Actually, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, it's just. For me, it's more of those Lingo fans are still complaining even after they win. I'm like, you just want this. I mean, I just want one, George. Yeah. But I, I, I think, and I may have not summed it up right, but I think I did sum it up right. That's why we think that way. Because there's still people that say that. Well, they don't give you the credit that you deserve at this point. Like, I'm sorry. But when you win as much as they have, the Flated footballs have nothing to do with it. By the way, yeah, have you seen that, Brady's stats yeah. since, since that point in that game? Fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't think he's thrown 10 interceptions yet. He may have at the Super Bowl, the dude is just good. And he keeps getting better. And I think that's what annoys Steeler fans. Because if you're an AFC team, if you're Denver, you have to go get Tony Romo. You have to. Because you need you somebody think. to counterbalance I think you have to get Romo oh, yeah. just to counterbalance the fact that they have, they have Brady still around. And you I have to live with the fact that again. Romo's going to lose Denver. They're going to they're going to get him. Denver's going to get Romo. Oh yeah. They're, Jerry Jones is going to cut him because he's that's the only way he knows that they'll take a shot at him. They'll take a run at him. Mm-hmm. He knows and he's not going to get any traders. Yep. When that happens, the Bills will pick up uh, I don't know, option. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I think they're still privately trying to get Romo as well. Yeah. Which, you know, I got to tell you, I'm not against if they draft the quarterback. No, I wouldn't be. I definitely wouldn't be. I mean, I just want to get back to the playoffs. I mean, that's my goal, right? So, you know, I think uh, a healthy Romo year could do that. Yeah. But, you know, Hmm? who knows? We got a whole offseason to worry about that. Yeah. What's next week? What do we what do we start getting into? I don't know. We can figure it out. Well, we can do a little little NFL preview of free agency. Um Oh yeah, that's coming. Yeah, coming faster than you realize. Yeah, well, you know, we're five weeks behind everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hey Bill, could you at least get through the Hey Bill, could you at least get through the parade first before you remind, like you start worrying about next year? Oh, I'm sure he already is. Oh no, he said that yesterday in the in the press conference. He said we're already behind. We're already five weeks behind on next year. Man, crazy! Imagine when you just win the Super Bowl. You're probably still half cocked from banging your hot fucking girlfriend all night and partying out with, you know, Waka Flocka, whoever the fuck was there. And your first words are, yeah, well, we're we're behind everybody else. But the uh, victory parade turned into a clusterfuck after they gave Gronkowski the microphone. Oh, well, what a shock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think he's going to oh. be healthy next year. Oh, George, I don't want to think about this yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> Can I just see my defense looks like first before we get into that? Yeah. It's the fun before we start be talking about Gronk coming back. Yeah, I mean, so far, Gilmore are going to be tagged, the Bills are going to get, I don't know, the giraffes. I mean, they're going to get Ragland back, which will be nice. Reggie Ragland, I think. You know what I would do from the Patriots next year? What's I don't that? play Gronk until, like, week six. Might as well. Don't play him until week six. You don't really fucking need Depending on what your schedule looks like, you may not need him. And you know what the bigger thing? I think I'd give Michael Michael Floyd a contract. Oh boy. I would. For no other reason than give him a one year deal. If he fucks up, he fucks up. Mm-hmm. And you dump him. I would agree. San Jose Sharks are 1-7. Ready for this? San Jose Sharks are 1-17-1 lifetime at Buffalo. Are they really? Yeah, they are. Hey, how about the fact that Patrick Marlowe has 500 goals? You know, one of the quietest, best players I've ever watched still has elite speed at 37 years old. I I didn't realize he was in the league that long. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I would have never Sinoze, thought yeah. yep. 500 bucks. Sinoze is a very underrated fr- uh, franchise. They really do things the right way. They do. They're very um, – I always thought – and Anaheim is too. I mean, I think they're kind of similar. Yeah. You know, they, they – Anaheim, they both draft well. You know, they they sign players when needed, but they got a they got a good fan base up in San Jose. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, they were talking about that. They were talking about that NHL 100. Yeah. Team and like, they're going. Why did Joe Thorn make it? I'm like, people forgot about him. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, mean somebody's gonna get omitted. Somebody's gonna get omitted. I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, my my biggest beef, and I, I told you that I will never understand why Terrell Owens didn't make the Hall of Fame. I mean, I I don't care I what you say that. about him as a person. What's that? That's why. No, it shouldn't be the reason. I mean, it the guy was a clear, 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 clear Hall of Famer. It's not even a debate. They, and and, and you know oh they, they had no wide re- they had no wide receivers in the classes this year. Yeah. By the way, they're actually showing hockey highlights on SportsCenter. Sabers Sabers uh, on Sharks. Sabers went on there. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I'm watching on NHL Network here. <laughs> well, that was, that was I, was, I was trying to see if I. Goals, nice. Oh, it's gonna be rich shot red time. Put on NHL Network. <laughs> I remember Wait, is it Rick? Oh no, it's not Rick tonight. Uh, no, it's not Rick tonight. It's not. That's a bummer. No, be all over this game tonight. Yeah. Well, watch the last goal. Watch the pass by Eichel. I do. I saw it. I love it. He's got to do more of that. I want to see more of that. Yeah. The place was electric tonight. Kyle Tozo's been a nice pickup for the Sabres, actually. He's done a good job. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been a bust or anything. He's done well. Hey, he is what he is. You oh, know, I, and uh, hey, that's how, what they find. How, how about the biggest loser move of the year today? What a goal. But, Brian, what, what about the biggest loser move of the day today? What's that? Claude Julian, the firing of Claude Julian the day of the Patriots parade, just to sneak that in there uh, so nobody would talk about it. Yeah, that's just. You know, you know, Claude Julian is a guy I would hire as my coach. Um, yeah. He's done a lot of good things for the Bruins. I mean, a lot more than, than not good. I mean, they won a Stanley Cup. He's a nice guy. But at what, some point? Did they win two Stanley Cups or just one? He won one, one Stanley Cup, right? They didn't win. They didn't win two, right? Right, so, but he made he made a final against the Blackhawks. They lost in six, right? I think. And then did they make two finals? Oh, yeah, that, three finals? Or, what's that? Two. He had the choke against Philly. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, Evander Kane has come alive for the Sabres in the last, like, two months. It's been awesome. I hope he's learned his lesson because he's immensely talented. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's just got. He's got to keep his head on straight, or he almost, he almost had a oh. season-ending injury on that goal. Man, <laughs> mm-hmm. what's weird is the Sabers <laughs> keep winning these crazy come-from-behind games, but yet, and then yeah. they don't carry the momentum into the next game. <laughs> they play an egg the next night. <laughs> they do it all the time. 
like, okay, cool. We'll start getting on a roll. Ah, not as easy again. <laughs> or they lay a neck against the Devils. Oh, that was awful. Let her play great, too. I mean, nothing. Nothing. You know what the sad part is? I forgot they were on last night. Well, that's, I don't understand. You're still in Patriot mode. George, if the Bills win, I'll, I'll forget everything for about 48 hours. <laughs> Let me tell you. I I told the girl, I called the Fanatics yesterday. And I mm-hmm. said to her, I said, you know, it took like 10 minutes to get the Patriots stuff up on the site. You know what she told me? What? We had to rebuild the page because we had all the Falcon stuff on Oh, man. She said they start building the page, you know, whenever. And she said they started building the Falcons page at halftime. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that. I was like, well, who scored for the Devils last night? I'm opening up the Patriot app. What the fuck was I looking for? Uh, all right, George. I'm going to call. Right, yes, sir. I'll we'll talk to you. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk tomorrow or something. Oh, we will. Yes, sir. All right, be good, then. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>